listening to Revolution Number 10, an inappropriate point of view. This podcast is made for solutions. Let's talk about it. I'm Anna. I'm Heather. Today we're here to discuss something that become obvious to me in the last 18 months, a little bit before COVID. Uh, I did start to indulge in the Real Housewives of Cheshire. These women who drink so much all the time have very little control over their emotional reactions to things when they're drinking. How drunk could you possibly be? Right. And then I realized they're not just drinking. They're on various anti-anxiety medications. Right. Whatever. They're on some kind of opioid. And that's why they get so fucked up when they're drinking. And that's why they're so emotionally volatile. They're going out of their head. They don't know what they're doing. And we would not put up with that level of intoxication on any illegal substance. This is the real opioid crisis. Interesting. Because way before Oxy hit the streets, way before our heroin junkies turned to fentanyl, people were already on these pills in the in the mainstream. Yeah. And it was accepted because it's normalized. I was watching a series on Netflix or whatever, and in the show, like this, like really dramatic things happen, blah, blah, blah. You see the girl open a prescription bottle. Okay. Take two anti-anxiety pills. They show her kind of get fuzzy eyed, sort of um, groggy. Yeah. You know, and so like they're, um, I guess, alluding to the fact that like these two pills are like kicking in and making her relax. And, and then you see her go for the pills again and again. Cut to screwed up chick all wavy and shit watching cat videos and laughing. And it was like a eureka moment. The over-medication is leading to a level of uh, ignorance, of distraction, of loving stupid cat videos and dumbass memes and believing misinformation. Yeah. yeah. Like, there are more people on these medications than not. It clicks. I believe that this true opioid crisis, the prescription opioid crisis, mm -hmm. is the one that has created a, a future generation of apathetic, complacent, over-medicated, and irrational human beings. Mm -hmm. you're, if you're a drug addict, if you're on coke, you're on meth, you're on heroin, whatever, you know, the illegal substance is. Illegal is the thing. Right. You're a junkie. You're a junkie. You are a non-productive member of society. Even if you're a massive cokehead that's a CEO, as soon as people find out that you're a cokehead, even if you've been doing your job amazingly for the last five years, suddenly you're just a cokehead. But if you're on Adderall, right? if you're snorting Adderall, no one's going to call you a fucking junkie. They're just going to put you in rehab. Right. You know? But... The point I'm trying to make in terms of the crisis is these drugs are specifically made to fuck with your brain, with your brain chemistry, with your brain makeup. They're specifically designed to calm you down. 
Yeah. And so in, in, in doing so, you aren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. I'm just saying it's the result of something that's already occurred. I've seen people pass out in restaurants, not because they're wasted, but because they had one too many fucking painkillers. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I've seen people who haven't had a drink who are slurring their words, not because they're having a stroke or going into a diabetic sugar low. Not because they're so stoned on marijuana, right? So it's like, we want to approach things that are, that are just convenient. It's more convenient to consider an opioid crisis on the street amongst homeless junkies than it is to consider the opioid crisis amongst bored housewives in your medicine cabinet. since the 1950s. Yeah. And then on top of that, like the, the, the younger generation... A lot of the kids that I know that are in their 20s, they don't even smoke weed, but they'll fucking do oxys. And and I just, I kind of came up with this. And you know what I think it is? Because when they were 13, 14, 15, when I could find acid and weed in the mall, mm-hmm. they could find oxys and Valiums and Adderall in their parents' medicine cabinet. In my hometown, uh, Oxycontin was a very popular drug. Mm-hmm. And it was like... A- there was a problem in our town. Like you for sure knew of that Someone. it was there. Right. And it's a small town. It's like, how the fuck did it get here? This isn't like up. Well, north. how it's prescribed. Exactly. It's more, it's a crazier question of how did heroin get to a place like that? Right. Like, but it does. But it does. Yeah. But, but, it does. The, but I, I don't question how oxy gets places it's because easier it's easier to get than heroin. Yeah. It's easier to get a prescription from your doctor. Well, what's fucked up is in the States, the opposite is true. Because medicine is so expensive, people turn to heroin as a painkiller because it's cheaper than Oxy Mm. and fentanyl and that kind of shit. Isn't that nuts? Where you're turning your population into drug addicts because you won't provide them with the painkillers they need at an affordable price. Wow. But that's not the point. There there is no solution in this conversation. It's just something I wanted to talk about. Because one of my... One of my biggest goals for myself is to not be a fucking hypocrite. Mm Mm-hmm. And in so far as doing that, I noticed the hypocrisy of adults as a child. So I have been pointing it out from the get. I've only gotten better recently in living by example, so not being a hypocrite myself, because really we all think we're not hypocrites. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna fucking eat three oxys in the morning and three at night and then point at the guy on the corner and be like, look at that junkie, mm-hmm. right? That's a hypocrite, you're being a hypocrite. Because although your dependency may be on the same or different things, your level of dependency is still there. Mm-hmm. So to whitewash prescription addicts, prescription opioid crises, mm-hmm. is merely normalizing the use of these drugs to numb our intelligence along with our pain. Hmm. You know, 
it's okay because we don't have to worry about the people who have chosen to quote unquote destroy their lives with drugs because they're not functioning and contributing members of society. So we'll just let them rot. But, you know, Joey Mc, McCarranston at, at the office. Joey McCarranston. <laughs> I don't know. The second. <laughs> he, he or she, they, if they leave their pills at home one day, they're, they're raging through the office, crying in the bathroom one minute, kicking chairs the next. I've worked with people like that. Yeah. It's, it's chemically induced psychoses. I've lived with people like that. Right. And I'm not saying that people don't need these pills. There are people out there that need these pills. hundred percent. hundred percent. But, but. At what point do you stop? Right. Because that's, I think, the issue for a lot of these prescription drugs is that if they're prescription drugs, it's in the name. They are still drugs. Right, and the prescription's prescribed. supposed to run out at some point. Exactly, so... You're not when... supposed to be on painkillers for 10 years. How many friends do you have that you've gone out with and they left their pills at home? She's panicked. Oh, my pills. It's like, well, do you need them right now? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious. I can't find my pills. Well, your anxiety is coming from not finding your pills. You wouldn't have yeah. noticed your pills weren't there. Yeah. Like, you know, like... Yeah. So it's just like... It, it, but if if she was panicking looking for her coke in the bathroom, people, instead of feeling bad for her, would have been like, druggy. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, you can't find your meds? Like, I'm so sorry. Like, let's get you some water. Yeah, yeah, let's get you a drink. The only solution is a reflection of, let's look in the mirror and assess our perception and the level of hypocrisy. Well, we need to have some way for us to learn how to process our shit better. Right. So that we don't need to be medicated. Well, it's all over the place. I mean, a lot of us, we, we don't really watch. But if you look at television, TV, TV shows, YouTube, wherever the fuck you watch it, on internet, Netflix, Prime, Crave, whoever, streaming sites, but programs, most programs now, if you're upset, if a character is upset, be it a sitcom, a drama, a thriller, what do they do? Right. Smoke a cigarette, have a drink, smoke a joint now, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's always one of those things. Yeah, like, oh, I need a drink. Right. After you murdered all the monsters and... Whatever, right. Rather than, or like... You know, like, let's say in a sitcom where they try to get dramatic and somebody breaks up with someone, you know. And Grab the bottle of wine. Right. Instead of crying in a best friend's arms, the immediate, like, instead of talking it out, the immediate reaction is to drink it off. And I'm not saying that I, I haven't done that. Yeah. That was my go-to. Well that. that. That's been my go-to my whole life. Only in the last... Four or five years have I tried to find an alternative and be okay with feeling. Mm -hmm. It's okay to feel. Just because I wake up some days and I feel sad doesn't mean I am a sad human being. I'm, right. I'm not sad. I feel sad. And that is okay. And, and we are taught to avoid rather than 
exploring it. Rather than being, we would rather be complacent and completely medicated, over-medicated, than a little uncomfortable for a moment. Right. I guess we could liken it to having to climb a, a small fence, not even a big fence. And it's just, just inconvenient enough that I would rather turn around, go back, have a drink, than climb over the fence. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's not a bad analogy because facing obstacles and facing them honestly and not being afraid to face them. Yeah. Because fear is a lot of why we choose to numb ourselves. Right. Be honest with yourself. If you cannot illuminate your own darkness, there is no way that you will be able to confront it and overcome it. That you need to accept and be aware of your darkness. And I think a lot of people who over-medicate themselves in an absolute identity crisis. Right. Where the only time they can truly be themselves is when they're not themselves at all. Right. In an absolute state of opioid prescription drug so would the solution then maybe be therapy? Yeah, but not ever, not like talking helps. So the solution isn't therapy per se. Okay. The solution is the normalization of uncomfortable conversations yeah. with those people around you. We always think we're the only person feeling a thing. Yeah. Oh, and we isolate ourselves in thinking that, well, so-and-so is presenting themselves in this manner, so-and-so is presenting themselves in this manner, like, oh, they're so happy, yeah. you know? And their life is so together. Yeah. But little do you know, they're on antidepressants, anti-anxiety, and anti-ADHD medications, yeah, right? Really so, like, and... yeah, so they're just like... The prescription opioid crisis can contribute to the misdiagnoses of a person's happiness level in life. We blame models and magazines for body image. Please don't tell me that it's not relevant in terms of our mental health. How we see ourselves. Right, and we compare ourselves to others. Yeah. Come on, we're all let's talk. Oh, Belle, let's talk, let's talk. But people are still afraid to talk. It's taboo to be to be unhappy in your life and want things to change. Because we, you make a plan, you gotta stick to it. Nobody tells you that life is fluid. And perhaps, you know, people would be better equipped to deal with those bumps in the road if we weren't almost shamed out of admitting we're fucking human and shit's fucking hard. Yeah. Maybe there wouldn't be an opioid crisis if it, was, if it wasn't so difficult for us to just admit that shit is shit. I don't wanna spew my shit on people. So if somebody asks me how I'm doing, I'm not gonna be like, well, the last five years have been an emotional journey. It was all about how to walk around. Let me tell you. Yeah. I'm gonna say, yeah, fine, thanks. But if I really wanted to break the fuck down, I shouldn't feel ashamed. Yeah. I shouldn't feel weak or pathetic because as much as I'm trying to be more open about that, feelings, feeling human, feeling vulnerable, feeling sad. It's okay. The only beings on earth that are happy all the time are and fish. <laughs> if you really want to be happy all the time, you got to live with, with your eyes closed in your own bubble. That's the only way you're going to be happy 100% of the time. And remember that 
it's fun to do a little, you know, draw, draw, I was going to say driving, but I meant drugs and drinking. I don't know why I'll combine the two. Driving. It's fun to do, it's fun to do anything in moderation. If you want to feel good, feel good. But then if you're doing something that is ultimately unhealthy and counterproductive for the population, the prescription opioid crisis, you got people crashing their cars because they're passing out at the wheel. You've got yeah. people who are, who are incapable of doing jobs, whatever job that might be. If it's, if you're supposed to be the chief doctor at a hospital and you're up on fentanyl or whatever prescription drug makes you woozy and fall asleep downers the the oxy the yeah you're not allowed to drink on the job but you can take you can take certain drugs it doesn't make sense these are worse for us than so many other available alternatives i don't want to say stop doing drugs I don't want to say don't take prescription medication if you feel you need it. If you can't function in life because you have anxiety, then you need something. I wonder if a sugar pill would do just the same. Like a placebo? Yeah. If you just tell them this is anti-anxiety and it's really nothing. Yeah. In Holland, the term junkie isn't applied to just people who are shooting up heroin and passing out in, in back alleys. Mm-hmm. The term junkie is given to any person who consumes one thing too much. And I think that's beautiful. Interesting. That if we're going to call a solution at this, at this juncture, the most feasible solution would be normalizing being human. Not pretending that we're all superhuman, not feeling anything all the time. But when it comes into practice, you go to work, you still got to leave your problems at home. If you let me talk about it, Instead of sit at my desk, try to withhold my tears while my relative is on their deathbed or my child was just diagnosed with juvenile diabetes, whatever the, the causation might be, wouldn't I be more productive if I could say, I just feel like I'm losing my mind without people looking at you like, like, and now I'm going to HR. Now you're suspended for three days. You look like an asshole because life is happening to you. And so instead, I'm gonna snort some fucking Adderall and I'm gonna have a Mickey in my purse. And everything's better because Sally McCarrenmeister has her job, but she's slowly losing her mind because of the way that everything's just unfolding. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, we need to start allowing people to feel and be human. The, the real opioid crisis, the prescription opioid crisis, the solution is to just let Karen's and Chad's and Susie's and Neil's feel okay with being human. It's okay if your marriage is failing. It's okay if you don't like your job. If we can talk about it, we can fix it. If you just keep eating your Valium, your kid's gonna do the same and you're just perpetuating it. Yeah, your kid is gonna take pills because that's what they know. They're gonna take pills and eat McDonald's instead of having a nice, raw, beautiful salad from your own garden. Imagine. We did an episode about micro farming and urban farming. I just thought that the solution 
to the opioid crisis is micro is fucking gardening. Yes. Yes, it's gardening. Right. Here's a pack of tomato seeds. Make it grow. Instead of a prescription for clorazepam. As long as it doesn't make their anxiety worse, like will it grow? Will it grow? Is it my anxiety? Oh, why did you just do that? What? You just fed into the bullshit. What do you mean? No, your garden might not grow, but that's part of life. Is the lesson. There you go. That's why you get a hundred tomato seeds and only seven plants. Tis life. We need to stop living in this Disney painted world where everything that we aim for works out. Because that is also a very North American idea. Everything's gonna be okay. And it's, Things. yeah, and because we think that, when it's not, numb ourselves into feeling all right about it. So the, the problem isn't the drugs. The problem is, I think that it needs to be seen equivocally. Right. To the illegal drug. Just because one is in the cabinets and one is on the street doesn't mean that they're all that different. Mm-hmm. Especially it's, now it's the ones in the cabinets are being sold on the street instead of proper legal drugs. There's a fucking problem. That's the, yeah. Well, you know, thanks for listening because this was, this was a little chaotic. It's just something that came to me a little while ago when I was watching that stupid show and I, all of a sudden it was just like, ding! It's this over-medication basically turning the population into morons. Yeah. Idiots. And being okay with being idiots. That's the problem. The solution for this opioid crisis, we believe, or that we've come to yeah. in so much as this conversation, because at the beginning of this conversation, when we started recording, I uh, said to Heather, I don't have a solution yeah. for this. So we did actually come up with one. I, I think you're And right. I think it is quite feasible to, to normalize the fact that life happens yeah. and that it can suck and that that's okay. Because every moment passes. In a moment, that moment will be gone. We forget that moments aren't just good, but fleeting moments are also bad. Maybe that's what we should normalize. Life happens and start a garden. Thanks for listening to Revolution Number 10, your inappropriate podcast. Check out our website, anappropriate.com, and follow us on YouTube, Spotify, and Instagram.